This podcast was brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Let us fill your brain cavity with our content juice. Yarish, do you want to cheer yourself up by explaining me to me who Sasuke is? No, I have no idea who Sasuke is. I genuinely have no idea who Sasuke oh, is. Oh, sick. I'm not the only one. Oh my god. I have Anime is not track. seen a single episode of Naruto. I only learned about Sasuke like a year ago, I think, uh, when people started. I learned about Sasuke because um, in Pigot there's the bot command where you press like SFW for scroll forward and then like two images of Sasuke are gonna appear. And then I realized that those images are called Sasuke.jpg, and that's how I learned about Sasuke. How is it that you are into anime and you Because do I know got into Sasuke? anime through <laughs> I got into <laughs> anime like when I was I don't know, sixteen or seventeen. But that also coincided with me like becoming a, a pretentious like Mm, I have a sophisticated taste in cinema <laughs> person. <laughs> so of course I looked up like the greatest anime of all time and started watching Cowboy Bebop. So I like <laughs> and I think this is this is the the two paths you can have as an anime fan, right? Like either you're watching them since you're a child when like Naruto or Dragon Ball or Sailor Moon or whatever is on TV. Yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh. Or you like get into, uh, get into it like I do because I also know of <laughs> other people who also like got started with like cowboy bebop and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. and, and, and if you get into, into like... and if you get into anime as I want to uh, see some quality entertainment or like some quality you know art, uh, animated art, you know like good animation that is also has also has themes or whatever you're not gonna watch like 800 episodes of naruto to start <laughs> i mean but if you want excellent could, story though. about ninjas then you would watch naruto <laughs> yeah exactly what if i just want to see how sakura's doing what if i want to see the bit where fucking uh rock lee is like fighting gara <laughs> and he's like oh i guess i'm going to have to go and fight you on a normal level and he like he drops the weights that he has around his arms and they just hit the ground and the ground explodes and you realize that he's been using like incredibly strong weights the entire time and now he's fucking fast. Yeah. This is how you beat this is how you I beat your friend I... in a pretend gunfight when you're like twelve. I watch wrestling, I don't need to watch that. <laughs> it's so fucking it's not it's I, not a great anime, but I do I like only, it. I never actually watched Naruto the anime. I only read it because when I was in like year seven and I didn't have any friends at school, I would go and sit in the library, which had like a pretty limited selection of manga. So I would read mm. Naruto, Bleach, mm. Fruits Basket, Vampire Fruits Night, Basket. and God Vampire Child. Night, yes. I used to go into Vampire the library. Vampire Night, everyone's and... favorite incest manga. I know. <laughs> in your library? <laughs> Listen, it's yeah. a sneaky incest manga because it starts off normal and then you don't realize it's incest until like Vampire Night Guilty, which is like the second half, and they're like, actually, their brother and sister isn't that <laughs> freaky? <laughs> and he's like, we're animals, Fuck. it's natural. And <laughs> not... the manga is like, yep, it is. Sure. <laughs> There's a lot of strong positions coming. I used to go in the library at school and I'd find anyone who's reading manga. <laughs> And I would pick them up and go, ha nerd. And then I'd shove their head down the toilet. Um, but I always yeah, put okay. them inside a locker. Yeah, yeah. I'd be like, you fucking dork. <laughs> eat, In eat an American shorts, accent. Dude. Yeah. But yeah, eventually I, I got never... too much toilet water on my letterman jacket and I had to stop doing it. I have never in my life read manga in physical form. 
Mm. Oh, I will. That's good of you. I bought a lot of Rosario plus Vampire, mm-hmm. which when I look back on it, I'm like, well, I know why I enjoyed this, but it's also very creepy. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot of like boobs. <laughs> it's just right to me that people would like buy manga. I mean, it's it's fun isn't it, to have a physical copy. I used to have because I always. It's fun for like other like I I think for like books or whatever. It's good to have them physical, but like one volume of a manga, you're gonna know, tear so sure. through in an hour. Yeah. So and it costs like as much as a normal book. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More well, even. It's because you used to you used to have to get them in like Shonen Jump, like like comics, uh, copies. But now rather than getting them in volumes. But, like, I used to borrow them from my friend in primary school who used to, like, read Fruits Basket and stuff. And she had, like, a sampler which had, like, a bunch of, like, the first chapter of a bunch of different ones. It sounds like an MLM for manga. Wait, isn't Fruit... Wait, you were in elementary school? Yeah. Isn't Fruits Basket, like, actually a good show or whatever? Maybe. Or it's am just, I... like, animals. Am yeah. I mixing it up with something? Um, I don't know. I can't remember anything about it. Um, but I did. I want to say it's one zodiac of... related. Yeah. Well, they're all animals, but that... no, because I think zodiac the anime animals, has been yeah. out like re- yeah, the anime is like has been out like last year. It's like a show. It was like a, many people's like best of the year show. So. Oh. All right. Uh, that's cool. That's why I'm surprised that you would read that in elementary school when you're like. Wait, what ages are elementary school in England? Uh, <laughs> oh, we don't have elementary school. Primary. primary school. I mean, it goes up until 11. I mean, the first anime was 2001. Um, yeah. So it's a really old series. I'm just really baffled by someone in elementary school knowing about manga. <laughs> yeah, it was just this one girl, Lauren, who just seemed to know about it. She was very early weeb. I don't know how. Yeah. <laughs> I just um, knew it because my friend's dad went to Japan for work a lot. And he used to like bring her manga back, and I used to borrow mm. it. But they had this, they had the sampler, and it had the first chapter, and one was called Between the Sheets, and it was just like very obviously like, <laughs> like it, it was like a story about cheating on your best friend, like cheating with your best friend's boyfriend, and it was like very adult, and I think that's why it disappeared, because I think my parents secretly got rid of it, which is very upsetting, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I like these short stories that are the first chapters of manga. I can't believe your parents were trying to make you not cringe. One of I don't them was think I knew about manga before I was like 14. I knew about anime because some were on TV, but my parents were always like, oh no, this is violent cartoons. That You're not allowed <laughs> to see that. Uh, and of course I didn't because I believed my parents were right. <laughs> <laughs> My parents were always like, this is dumb, and I hate it because I don't understand it. And it's yeah. like, what? Why? Yes, that, 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 that was my parents too, and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm sure they know. But we just used to watch Pokemon, so I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I also didn't watch Pokemon. Like, we went to the cinema to see the fucking Digimon movie. That's fucking pretty, that's that's pretty cool. a Digimon movie? Mm, yeah, it was kind of okay. creepy. It was like about a virus. Hmm. Did you? Yeah, and I think One Week by the Bare Naked Ladies was in it for some reason. That makes sense. I watched it in America, though. It must have been really... Yeah, 2000. Digimon the movie. 
I remember seeing adverts for it in the Beano, which was my manga. <laughs> Brit manga. Your Naruto was Dennis the Menace this whole time. Hell yeah. Mm. When actually I was the one getting bullied. <laughs> no, because I, I read a ton of comics as a child, but our library only had like Asterix and Tintin. So that's, mm. that's what I had. We didn't have manga in the library. Uh, yeah, Asterix and Tintin were manga my Manga in my the thing. library. I'm pretty sure my at least the sixth form library in my school had multiple copies of Fifty Shades of Grey. Which <laughs> okay, yeah, like, but you're a few years younger than me. I mean, yeah, but like this was in my sixth form library where you're like yeah. sixteen to eighteen, which you know I was reading that kind of stuff anyway. Yeah, but as a school, I wouldn't necessarily order those books. Um, mm-hmm. but- <laughs> yeah, I don't think our school had Fifty Shades of Gray. I think it got big. Yeah, I think around I was the time I was like seventeen. Yeah, you guys were all filing taxes. Yeah, yeah exactly. I've never filed and a I tax was <laughs> in <laughs> kindergarten. <laughs> so <laughs> I never made enough money to file taxes, Lucy. <laughs> no, no, neither. I neither. I. <laughs> <laughs> we are all um, not paying income tax. Thinking of Asterix, okay. though, I reread one the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the How other racist ones. was it? Oh, and yeah, I was like, damn, I forgot <laughs> that they couldn't draw black people without being incredibly racist. Yeah. <laughs> I just, yeah. honestly can't believe that. I mean, I can, because Germany is fucked up about that sort of thing. Like, people so are just going to be like, people in Germany are just going to be like, if we talk about racism, that's already racist. So we're just not going to. Oh, no. sympathetic magic liberalism yeah mm. and it's just look it's just comics bro it's just for children don't don't just be dumb. that politically correct it's like 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 really you know there's there's this game called cowboys and indians in which that like children play yeah, yeah. fine yeah that's a it's traditional normal. i mean also, I, people don't really do it much anymore i don't think that i've seen no Westerns are we really played cops anymore. and robbers a lot, which yeah, it's also problematic. But for <laughs> at least less, it's not racialized. Less racialized. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, because uh, everyone knows a robber is a white guy in a in a mask yeah. with a flat cap and a stripy top with a big yeah, bag. it's the and hamburger a, and a big burlap sack that says swag on it. Yeah, or or it has the dollar symbol on it. Yeah, yeah. even though it's an English robber. Yeah, yeah but you got to have it's the very bag. They, they just come in American, so... <laughs> uni- <laughs> the universal currency of robbery. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I also read okay. a ton of uh, Donald Duck comics when I was, like, a child. That was, like, genuinely, that was my manga. Because in, in Germany, we also have, like, these uh, monthly Donald Duck and Mickey Mouse, like, comic books that have uh, like i don't know 250 pages uh of comics and i i I read those a lot yeah my Uh, brothers my brothers were uh watching evangelion and naruto and i was like well i've got to pick something else so i read all of bleach because i was like i'll just pick the other one (laughs) i i did like bleach i'm not sure if it would hold up if i was to read or watch it again (laughs) a lot of the female characters personalities are like has big breasts (laughs) yeah orihime was just like oh big boobs that's my problem That's pretty, pretty and ruka was like i have small boobs but i'm bossy my problem yeah 
Don't you hate it when women have small boobs? It's rough. Yeah. But they're also bossy. Terrible. He's <laughs> like, but his best friend from home was hot, though. Okay, shall, shall we clap? <laughs> yes. Yeah, we've had about five minutes of misogyny now. Now we move on. Misogyny. It's where you hate mice. Misogyny. Ah, misogyny, comrades. Yeah. Um, I can't believe that last week I wasn't here and you guys chose that particular week to talk about Strictly Come I Dancing. know. I am outraged. We didn't choose to talk about it. You sent us a... The, the like images or videos of that Simpsons dance, so we had to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Wait, I, I, it was wasn't even the Simpsons therapy. dance; it was the, it was poppy, the poppy dance. dance. It was the yeah. poppy dance. Mm. Um, but I think still, it was funny as we were editing. I was like, "Very good that Lucy isn't here." <laughs> <laughs> it's very distressing to me. I'm getting a poppy tattooed on my chest, so when someone asks where my poppy is next year, I can tear open my shirt. I'm like, there mm-hmm. it is. I'm a true red-blooded patriot. <laughs> yep. Not giving any money to the troops. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Last episode, I was not here, but it was very, very funny, which I felt... Uh, first of all, I was laughing, but also deep, deep inside <laughs> me. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> maybe, maybe you should have gone because to... because I'm not there. <laughs> maybe you should have gone to improv college. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, if I had gone to improv college, then I would have been able to yes and more effectively, but I can't. So, <laughs> like, can somebody throw me a yes location. Um, jail. Oh, no! I don't know what jail is. See, that's how good I am at improv. <laughs> but Lucy, that's uh, exactly, well, like, just to, just to uh, reassure you, that's exactly also the reason why I still haven't listened to the one episode I wasn't on. I just... Oh, I see. Don't, don't want, want to know to how funny we are. I don't, yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm afraid of the energy. <laughs> Thing is, that... it's just when when you're not here, it's like just British energy. Yeah, <laughs> we rancid. just end up complaining. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, we just need me because <laughs> this is not a UK politics podcast, and I think we have a ton of listeners who uh, who are also not British, and yeah, you need me to keep you grounded in what is uh what is funny because you know talking about um hypothetically funny as a funny joke uh making a piñata out of the queen that's relatable content because everyone knows who the queen is yeah yeah even the saying like some, she's on their money some mm. unknown labor politician's name is not like <laughs> that's not content to be fair, nobody so, does know who kissed Starmer If I say I, no I want to put Catelyn Moran, UK columnist, on a ducking stool and then duck her repeatedly, <laughs> that's not relatable to that's, our international no audience. It is a good opinion. Okay. It is misogyny. The thing is that this podcast is a special casserole mix made up of the four of us, and whenever an ingredient is missing, it's just just not the same. Mm. Honestly, mm-hmm. the fact that like Guardian columnists are like a thing that you need to talk about is already like very upsetting to me because nobody knows a single journalist in Germany. None of them have any power. Yeah, well, I wish well, these people aren't journalists. journalists. Are also like aristocracy. Yeah, yeah. Um, they are very much not journalists either. They just write <laughs> yeah. like they write bullshit in a column every week and get paid like sixty k a year. <laughs> More. Well, that's what that's how Boris Johnson started. He started as a newspaper columnist. That's just how it works here. Yeah, and he was sacked twice. Yeah, because yeah, he kept lying. 
he's the reason why like british like insane british boomers think that ben- the eu tried to ban-, ban bendy bananas that's hard to say bang a bob for big ben's british brexit bongs <laughs> when, when will big ben bon for boris's brexit bendy bananas <laughs> 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 it's a normal country that we live in. It's very normal. Um, the bell uh, bongs for for thee. The the banana bends for thee. Um, yeah, I'm this sorry. This is all very upsetting for me, it. not being British. Yeah. So let's. Yeah, I'm really it's pretty sorry. upsetting for everyone. That's why we once tried to make everyone British, which was uh-huh. a g- good thing. I'm, yeah, we love that. I'm becoming a Tory now. L- luckily, Uh-oh. Germany has no history of colonization, so. Genocide? Invention of concentration <laughs> also camps? Not. We would never do that. You're unpatriotic for thinking that we would. <laughs> okay, so should we intro this podcast? <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Three, two, one. Hello and welcome. What's up, bookworms? <laughs> okay. That um, was very strong. I said I would brainstorm an interruption and then I didn't, so that was just... It's like, if it's not spontaneous, it doesn't have the same magic. Exactly. Yeah. And that, you're gonna that have to know, cuff, Lucy, you're so. gonna have to stop doing the bit for, like, a few episodes, so it can oh. can be fresh and new again. Mm. Well, I didn't do it last week, so I went <laughs> That's in, true. So. That's true. Uh, so nice to be interrupted again. Binky, there is something I must do. Maybe sometime. I'll go home. Why do things have to be the way they are? How do humans forget? I remember everything. I've seen the infinite. It's nothing special. When you're sad and when you're lonely and you haven't got a friend Just remember the death is not the end And all that you held sacred Falls down and does not mend Just remember that death is not the end Not the end Um, <laughs> hello and welcome to Who Watches the Watch, a Discworld rewatch slash reread slash watch podcast. Interesting order. Um, hosted by four international athletes in training who every day are going out and just flipping tires around. Um, <laughs> I am your host, Charlotte, and I can run for at least a minute and a half. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. Um, I'm your host, Lucy, and I am the physical embodiment of the death of the author. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Janos. I could run longer than Chaz, but I just don't want to. You choose, you choose not to. Uh, I'm, I'm George, and sometimes I get chest pains for sitting down for too long. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I... I was watching like Jujutsu Kaisen yesterday and there was like a post credit scene where they were uh, playing football with a funny guy's head 
And yeah. I was thinking, damn, I wish I wish I could kick it with the lads. And then I remembered that I have not <laughs> once in my life enjoyed playing football. <laughs> Nor maybe... have I done it in the past, like, basically since I left high school. But if it was casual and you were with your friends and we were on the beach, wouldn't that be kind of nice, though? It would be kind of nice. Yeah, I think I would nice. have fun. I wouldn't hate... You know what I actually hate is playing beach volley- volleyball. Like, that's, that is just hell for me i would like to tried beach volleyball sucks (laughs) thank you for saying that because everyone is like no this is bad the best let's just have some fun you don't have to be good but the thing is i'm not not good i'm i'm positively bad everyone's bad i've never played beach volleyball with anybody who's good at it my fingers are gonna hurt when i hit the ball Like, yeah. I'm just gonna have my finger shape bad or whatever. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna yeah, hit in the right. face and then my glasses break. Uh, like a yeah. like a funny like a funny comedy scene um, where mm-hmm. you're bad yeah. at the game. Does this large large muscled man then come up, kick sand in your face, and steal your girl? Yeah. Yes. And she's like, "Ooh, <laughs> what a large muscle!" Every time. Every time. This has happened to me as well. <laughs> Just start running out of girls after a while because there's so many muscular <laughs> men cooking sand in your face and then stealing them. Uh, I know. <laughs> I'm no Haikyuu kid, so I just can't really play volleyball. I just don't yeah. know how. Yeah, I do be like watching Haikyuu and think, damn, I wish that were me. And then I realize I would hate to be that. Yeah. It looks yeah. fun because you don't actually have to feel the exertion. Yeah. You just have to feel excited when they <laughs> hit the ball good. The, here's the thing, Chaz. Yes. The, the thing about volleyball is, is volleyballs are the hardest of every ball in any sport. Right? <laughs> that is not true. Have you ever played any sport with a bat? Any bat? <laughs> any ball? any sport with like a bat, like a cricket? Okay, ball. I'm golf. I'm no, I'm not talking about bat sports. I'm talking about uh, I'm talking about like ball sports, right? Like football, still, handball, I volleyball, basketball. Disagree. I still think like netballs and basketballs are a lot more solid than volleyballs. Although I do respect where you're coming from as a fellow glasses wearer. Yeah, that's the thing. In that, that all balls <laughs> to the face. The thing, the thing with basketballs is that they're they're not coming for your face. I think volleyballs are Sometimes because the ball are. needs to stay in the air all the time. Your face is like constantly in danger. While while with volleyball, it's gonna it's gonna or, or with basketball, it's gonna touch the ground. So mm-hmm. you're safer. Yeah. And it hurts your fingies. And unlike yeah. the Haikyuu boy, I do not enjoy the slap of the ball on my hands. <laughs> so not for me. <laughs> it was actually one of the only sports I enjoyed at school. Uh, <laughs> I wasn't good at it, but I liked Of course it. you did. It was quite fun. I like football. Football yeah. can some go people, Some people hole. enjoy it. It's fair. <laughs> yeah. I've done every sport at least once. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've done none of them voluntarily, but we had to do them in uh, in sports class. So I no. I yeah. thing is, being tall meant that I was naturally um, very good at most sports. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I was had some good physical advantages just from my good genes. Um, <laughs> I am merely I am merely a normal sized person who is slightly stocky, which was why I did field hockey. Okay. Um, today... We should get into this because I have some segments. So, okay, oh, today we right. read the final third of Reaper Man by Terry Pratchett, as I'm sure you're aware. And it was a it was a really good book. It's a really good book. <laughs> a really good book. Well, it's I a, think this was a good, good book. Uh, yeah. Lucy said when we started this book, 
Lucy said, well, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not trying to do an impression of you here. Because I realize I can't. <laughs> no, um, do one. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Go on, then. <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. Do it. <laughs> Wait, I need to, need to get into my British one. Hello, governor. <laughs> <laughs> So Lucy was like, I, I, I'm not sure if this is going to hold up for the rest of the book, but I think this is the best one we've read so far. And we were like, well, we don't want to spoil it. But uh, yes. How do you feel now about it? Um, I still think it's the best one we've read so far. Yeah, um, yeah I think we all one, agree. <laughs> this is the one where every single week I would finish reading like the third that we said we'd read. And I this is the strongest I've ever felt that... I could just finish this book in one sitting. Like, mm. I could just read all of this now. <laughs> um, it's really, really good and very emotional. And I did cry a little bit at the end, which is the first book where that's happened. So, yeah. well done, Terry. Well done, Terry. Good. You good, did it. You made job. me experience botherations. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get into it, you said you had some segments you wanted to share with the rest of the class. I do. Well, because I was just going to go on Goodreads, right, and do my normal, here are the one-star reviews. But to be honest, they weren't that interesting, other okay. than <laughs> the one guy who started his review with clever orthographic and typographic deployments with respect to the representation of death on the page, which uh-huh. I was just Nerd. like, shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. I get it. We all own a thesaurus. Um okay. And other people who were just like, this is the worst book in the series. But there really weren't any of those. Yeah, no, I know. They were just like, death is a bad character. And I was like, you're wrong. So anyway, (laughs) I found out this week that uh, Goodreads, everybody's favorite website, Mm. also hosts quizzes. um, Which is quizzes that fans can make about their favorite books. You know, some of the, like, main questions, like, the most popular quizzes are, like, the Hunger Games quiz, guess the book, Twilight Saga quiz, are you a true Divergent fan? I did do the Divergent fan one, and I'm not. Um, (laughs) um, How well do you... (laughs) Probably reassuring. Um, Another quiz that's, how well do you know book chapters? (laughs) Uh, The concept? I guess. I don't know. Interesting. Um... Ultimate Naruto quiz. Oh, hell yeah. How well Sign do you know the Bible? <laughs> Ooh. A Song of Ice and Fire quiz, which I would get you guys Fuck to yeah. do now, but it's 50 questions long, so... Oh, my God. Just, just pass it towards us and we'll... Yeah. I will. I'll, I'll send it in a minute. But, but what I wanted to do with you guys today is um, this Discworld quiz, which I found, which is the quiz of failures for the book God's Guards. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So this quiz is about God's Guards. I didn't think that this was going to be the one that we were going to do it on, but it's had so people can rate the quizzes that they take afterwards, like out of five stars. And this one had one and three quarters. So I was like, Ooh, <laughs> here we go. Um, and I would like to do it with you guys. So here we go. Okay. Are you guys ready? Um, yeah. I don't consent to this. <laughs> I am, you know, I can do nothing to stop you, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited, so yeah, hit, it, hit me. I'm dreading this. 
Okay. Question one. Who raised carrot? Wolves? Dragons? <laughs> dwarves? Or orcs? Jesus. Um... God, I don't know. Carrots? <laughs> I, th- I think dwarves. I think that's yeah, okay. I, I think that's right. I'm leaning towards Maybe. dwarves. We are putting dwarves. Okay. Question two. What job did Carrot get? The watch, <laughs> palace guard, uh, blacksmith, wow. or thief spelt wrong? This is real, like, re- <laughs> f- reading level one for children sort of tale, course, yeah. isn't it? Like, Carrot has a ball. Said? The ball uh, is red. Yeah. The watch. I think it was. I think it was the watch. You think um, it was the watch? Okay, noted. Do they have eyeliner? That's what I want to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Question three: What book was taken from the library? How to prepare crack or deal in a hundred and eighty ways? The art of spell casting? How to summon dragons? Or spell casting for idiots? <laughs> Oh my, can you can you tell me the choices again? I'm not sure about this one. Yeah, I need to double check. Okay. How to prepare crocodile okay. in 180 ways. Oh, are they, are they referring to like that knockoff Russian heroine? That <laughs> no, it's just crocodile spelled wrong. <laughs> the art of spellcasting. How to summon dragons and spellcasting for idiots. <laughs> I think it's spellcasting for idiots. <laughs> Quiz making for morons. I'm gonna go out on them. I think it's the dragon one. How to summon dragons? Jazz, you're a tryhard. <laughs> you're getting this. I want to win, though. Easy. I want to win. How can you? How can you? How can you know these answers? <laughs> I need to prove my superiority, even though the questions aren't particularly difficult. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Question four. What is the librarian? Cow. Uh, he's just a guy. Monkey. <laughs> Human. Orangutan. <laughs> okay, this might have been made by a child. Orangutango. Wait, what was the first think... one again? The cow. Cow. Then what? Human. Monkey, human, or orangutan. <laughs> orangutan. <laughs> Orangu? It could be monkey or it could be orangutan. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a monkey, maybe. Okay, question five. Who is the swamp dragon breeder? Lady Rampkin. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Bentley. <laughs> Bob. Bob or Mine. newbie. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't know. This is challenging. This is challenging my my knowledge. And come on, Lady Rampkin, Mrs. Bentley, Bob, or newbie? <laughs> maybe maybe I'm not a real fan. I don't know. Well, that, is that newbie noobs? The um, watchman. <laughs> newbie noobs and Kuloon. <laughs> is it spelled Kalone. with? Is, is newbie spelled with like two zeros? No, it's just two O's. But <laughs> I wish. <laughs> I newbie noobs. Um, I think it's Lady Sybil Ramkin. Okay. Um, question six: How did the dragon die the first time? Was it vanishing or exploding? Um, va- vanishing. Uh, <laughs> I think. I think exploding. We'll see. Um, <laughs> what was the pet dragon's name in the watch? Was it Errol, 
Okay. Scorch or Scorch. Bob? <laughs> Everyone's called Bob in this. Bob. I think it's this Bob. This was definitely made by a child. This is the kind of quiz I'd make when I was like 12. <laughs> is it Squark, Fleng, Thalion, <laughs> Petri, Squilt? <laughs> no, those are some good names. Whoever came up with those names are like pretty clever. <laughs> was it a prototype Voxel Sephira? <laughs> I really want to see when um, this quiz was made. I know that there are comments date on it dating back to 2011. Hmm. Um, and people are like, spelling, nothing tricky here, but enjoyable. Let's <laughs> um, <laughs> do a very easy quiz. An okay quiz, but too short. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chaz, you did win that quiz. Today, Shockingly. yeah, you did. That's really good. I did used to be a hundred and twentieth in the country on um, Discworld trivia on that um, quiz app <laughs> that everyone used to use. And which one was tougher? What was that? The one people um, won money on? No, not that one. It was like in like twenty fifteen. It was called Quizly or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think we had Quizlet. that one here Quizlet. too. I was also eightieth in the country on Homestuck trivia. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's an honor to be in your Chad. Listen, I I knew what I knew. <laughs> um, what do I win on, as a as a prize? Prestige points. Oh, prestige <laughs> points! Oh yeah. You get to give yourself a hearty slap on the back. Um, yeah. Well, as we discussed in the bonus episode, uh, I am always patting everyone on the back. Yeah. Um, spiritually, so. We were saying that we are never not passing each other on the back. Yeah, it's just like a, a circle drink, but for reassurance. Like, <laughs> <laughs> a circle drink can also be very reassuring, so I don't know just, what you're getting at. <laughs> just me and the dudes true. all patting each other on the back. <laughs> and also jacking each other off. Nothing yeah. sexual. <laughs> Keep scrolling. One, one hand pats the other jerks. It's like a sort of we, reassuring uh, like, duo. I have... I have two hands. You know, I was really okay. concerned we wouldn't make any jerk-off jokes this episode. But luckily, oh, that's true. Luckily, well, we, no not, we saved ourselves. It is still No Not November, so it's still yeah. on everyone's mind, I assume, because we've uh, all been doing No Not November. Oh, yeah, I've I've been going through hell. <laughs> it's been very tough. That's why I, I started levitating. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing that we're already halfway through, so uh, I, I'm... I'm but I'm still worried that the second half is going to be the tough part. This is... I can't believe we've gotten this fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Chaz, I'm so sorry for you that you're going to have your birthday in known at November. I mean, it's very tough. Um, it really is. It is tough. Um, normally, I distract myself, but I, I it's really nothing hard. to distract myself yeah. with this time. So Having strawberry and cream cake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Um, this week, <laughs> we this week we finished um, Reaper Man, which we will now talk about because we are almost at forty minutes. Yeah, so it's it's time to talk about the book, guys. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so if you recall last week, um, Death is still working on a farm with a nice lady called Miss Flitworth, who he likes and is nice. Windolphins is still undead, and there's all these shopping trolleys rattling around the city, and he realizes that like city eggs or something, and he is trying to figure out what's happening. The wizards are fighting them at the moment. 
Um, so in this section, the wizards fight the uh, the trolleys for a bit. Eventually, all the trolleys like gather together and become like one huge mound. And there's like a big living thing taking place inside that's like looks like a building of some kind, and it's sort of attracting <laughs> people towards it uh, by playing bad music. <laughs> I wonder what this is. Uh, when they enter, they realize that um, it's sort of growing, and it what well, it is basically a shopping mall. Uh, Windelpins realizes that it's not a city egg so much as it's a parasite that like takes over a city from the inside. Um, yeah. Very good commentary, thank you, Terry. <laughs> <laughs> Terry's like it's about killing the high street. Um, Terry says capitalism bad. Yeah, he does. Uh, they go in. Sort of. Um, the undead group meet up with uh, Windelpins because they're not affected by um, the music or anything. They realize the wizards are inside, so they go to like rescue them. There's a bunch of stuff like there's. Uh, creepy organic um, escalator. Uh, there's various like weird potted plants. It's all very disturbing. Um, but they get in and they start trying to like pull the black discs off the ceiling that where the music's coming from, and it's full of like weird pink tubes. And yeah, they're basically trying to kill a shopping mall. Uh, they find the wizards and they bundle them all up into trolleys, which are actually quite useful. And um, they, they take them out. Once they get out, they realise Wendell Poons is still stuck in there, so they go to rescue him. Um, they use a lot of explosive spells and they blow up the shopping mall um, with the help of Schleppel, the bogeyman, who helps get them out. Hell yeah. Um, meanwhile, back on the ranch, Death is... Uh, he's getting in the harvest with all the men. He tries to race the combine harvester. He just loses... Um, and he gets drunk on some apple juice and he's like, damn, being a human sucks, I hate it. <laughs> mm. uh, he realises that um, death is going to come for him pretty soon. He's like, I, I know that it's going to happen at midnight. Uh, so they prepare for it. Obviously he's got his sharpened scythe that he sent to be destroyed, but they go in to get the harvest anyway, even though he knows he's going to die soon because it's going to get spoiled by a big storm that's coming. <laughs> so they, he sees like a silhouette on the hill and is like oh shit it's the new death but actually it's just the combine harvester which he goes and destroys out of bitterness um, <laughs> they then go into town um, to try and get the, the dead scythe but it hasn't been killed um, by the um, mechanic and, the, and the, the new death comes and he's very dramatic he wears a crown and he's like I have come for you and he wants to rule and it's all fucked up and death's like I hate this um, he tries That's to like fight him sucks. yeah he tries to fight him but it, he can't because he's just a spirit at this point um, but then just as he's about to be he's about to be scythed Miss Flitworth gives him some of her life so he becomes corporeal and he kills the death the new death with um, his just normal harvest scythe which is just like powered by his own resentments and it's great dude's rock dude's rock <laughs> um He's like, well, that's done. The auditors are pissed. They send the combine harvester after him, but it he's already like sabotaged it and it destroys itself. He goes up onto a hill. He puts his cloak back on. He's like, I will be seeing you, Miss Flitworth. And then he absorbs oh. all the other deaths back into himself, apart from the death of rats, who manages to hold on. Mm -hmm. Back in uh, Ankh-Morpork, they manage to destroy uh, the shopping mall. And they're all just like trying to get along, the wizards and the uh, and the undead, and they're all like, you know, having some storyline conclusions. 
uh, he, he gets Miss Cake to adopt the Wearman so that him and Ludmilla can, for, for a few days every month, like hang out together, knowing and feeling at the same time. It's nice. Just simply vibing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the boogeyman goes to live in the cellar. Wendell Poons is like, hmm, I think that I will go die now. <laughs> so, so die. Wendell Poons says, that's enough of that. Yeah, he's like, he goes to the bridge and um, waits for death. Meanwhile, um, death, does he do this before or after that? I mean, I guess it doesn't matter. Um, death meets him on the bridge and is like, you know, life is funny old thing, life in it, really. <laughs> and Wendell Prince is like, yeah, never quite long enough, in my opinion. But, you know, I've, I've enjoyed experiencing all these new things. Um, and then he dies and it's, it's nice and it's, it's sad. It um, is very sad. Meanwhile, death is like, goes back to his domain and he's sitting at his desk and he's like, I must repay my debts. You know, a sixpence is just a sixpence, but corn just it isn't just corn. So he goes and he goes all the way to see Azrael, the big like controller of all time and space and the universe's eternal clock, and he begs for a, just a little time. Um, and the auditors are like, "No, he's not allowed. He's he's misbehaving." Um, but Azrael says, "Yes, I will give it to you," and he gives him a small amount of time. Hmm. And uh, death is like, what does what can the corn hope for except for the care of the Reaper Man? And it's great. And then. Uh- <laughs> Very innovative use of typographic, typographic <laughs> interfacing or whatever that guy said. Yeah, I was very surprised yes. to see that on the page. I was genuinely like, "You don't, and you don't, you don't yeah. get jump scared by a book often." You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, flipping the page to see yes in like font eighty four or whatever. <laughs> no, it's so good. It's good. Yeah, so he takes that time, and with it, he goes, he's like, I will go a-courting. He goes and he gets some nice flowers and some fancy intimate chocolates, and he goes and steals the biggest diamond in the entire world. And (laughs) he goes and he takes them to Miss Flitworth and says, I will take you wherever you want to go in the whole universe. And she's like, I would like to go to the village dance, please. Um, So they go to the village dance, and they, they do a lot of dancing, and it's very lovely, and they have a great time. They even do dances that the musicians have never heard of, but somehow end up doing, such as the tango. She tangos with death, do you get it? <laughs> yeah, she does a little, a little death tango. Mm. Um, the dance macabre. Yeah. <laughs> ah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh. Oh. <laughs> baguette, le baguette. Le petit mot. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. And yeah, so after the dance, uh, she's like, well, how am I going to die? And he's like, well, you know, when I said... You know when you said that I gave you a start, actually I sort of gave you a stop. So she's sort of been dead the entire time, really. And that's why she's been able to dance for so long. And she sort of feels 18 and she looks 18. And um, Death's like, I will take you to some other place um, so you can move on. And he takes her back to when her fiancé was killed in the avalanche and they sort of they fade together. Um, and I cried like a little baby. <laughs> It's really good. I cried like a little child. That's so nice. It is yeah. such a sweet ending that I wasn't Rather expecting. Touching. Yeah. Sixpence is sixpence, but corn isn't just corn. Sometimes it's bread. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes um, it's a new metal band. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then <laughs> Death Death goes back to his house and he looks in his garden and he's like, I need something now. And he makes a huge, um, like, big fields of corn in the in the surroundings of his, like, all-black house and it's golden corn that moves in the wind. Um, and he's like, I remember when all of this was just stars, but this is, you know, something. And he finds the death of rats and he's like, I should absorb you. But then he remembers how lonely Azrael was and he was like, maybe I will just let you be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, yeah. And then that's sort of how it ends with him talking to the death of rats and then Azrael says, I remember when all this will be again. <laughs> and you're like, damn. Yeah, he knows the secret. He knows the secret. <laughs> and you're like, what's the secret, Terry? The secret is how... Um, Death's feet look on the front of this book. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like They do look fucked it. up. <laughs> Lucy and I, like I did an osteology module together. We know feet don't look like that. <laughs> <laughs> Even animal feet don't look like that. Mm-hmm. No. Um, yeah, this book was really good. Um, it's been really hard to like consolidate my thoughts on it because I was just looking through my notebook to see what mm. I'd written down about it and I didn't write anything for the last <laughs> third and all my notes are for the first two thirds and I wasn't even mm. here last week. Oh, um, damn. Do you want to share some just, insights I... from uh, from last week that we didn't get to? Yeah. Um, well, I had the we shall overcome thing which I found very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Why is Terry so anti-tax? I had... The note. Oh, yeah, we um, didn't even talk about that. <laughs> we, I had the note, I'm sad, and then I drew a little sad face <laughs> next to it. <laughs> um, and then I wrote down, Attack of the Giant Blob. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, and I liked the slogans that the dead, the Fresh Start Club had that was um, like spooks of the world arise you have nothing to lose but your chains <laughs> the silent majority majority want dead rights and vitalism now which i thought was just good good slogans very good sayings i can't believe that um terry predicted um the labor movement yeah that was very impressive of him to predict it yeah predict it as it is now i mean i guess it was the same then there's a fun joke where um in this one where Schlappel the bogeyman comes out from behind the door and he's just this huge, like, fucking terrifying, hairy creature thing and um, Red Shoe says he's come out the closet and he's finally himself. <laughs> <laughs> this book said gay rights. Yeah. It, did. Yeah, it, it said gay down. people are bogeymen, but also they... Well, it did. It said gay rights and then he's got to go back in again. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Cake is homophobic. You can come out of your of the closet for a few minutes, but then you for need to go minutes. back. <laughs> you need yeah, to go people back in get more scared rats. of you. Yeah, yeah, there's, you know, there's some fat rats in the closet, and you're gonna like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do feel like because uh, last week I feel like we really got to the core themes, and. Mm-hmm. This week I was like, hmm, I'm I'm not sure if I have anything else to say. <laughs> I mean, it really consolidates them. I I think this just like final conversation between Windle and Death, yeah. where they both they both sort of discussing their experiences that they've had and how they sort of align. Yeah, like one person going from mortal to immortal and vice versa. Yeah, what that means. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I liked when uh, when Windle was like, "I have finally, 
you know, this afterlife had been very useful for me. I finally figured out who I was, and then Death is like, and who are you? She said, well, I'm Wendell Poons, and I was like, well, that's, that must have been very shocking for you. <laughs> very bitter. Um, very judgmental coming from Bildor. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did want to pick up on something that I noted down, but I don't think you guys talked about last time, which was the Combine Harvester. Um, Not really. As a, I talked about it briefly. As a yeah. symbol of... I don't know, because it's like this whole thing of, of death suddenly treating each individual stalk of corn as an, as an individual stalk. Yeah. Like, people are all individual, it isn't just a harvest. And then he looks at the new combine harvester and he sees death and he sees like the new death. And mm-hmm. I was kind of mm-hmm. thinking about that and also like, I know this book isn't like a Cold War thing, but it's, I don't <laughs> know, just the like kind of same stuff you get in Cold War literature that's very like weapons of mass destruction, war, like, you know, the idea of, like, wiping out a whole bunch of people and not, like, thinking about it. I don't know. That was on my mind. Yeah, give me a, instead of a mass destruction weapon, give me a good old gun with which I can shoot every person individually. (laughs) Yeah, that would be better. Or combat with a knife. Just, like, hit someone in the head with a large, sharp piece of metal. I mean, that's... Really hard. That's not what I mean. No, I know what you mean. I mean, you know, it's the kind of thing of, like, generalizing people into one large group that you can dehumanize then. Hmm. This is sort of industrialization. I didn't... Yeah, I didn't really think about it in that way. I I saw them as sort of... But I can see what you mean. Uh, Like, I saw it more as in they were... It was the same as uh, the sort of transition from... uh, like individual, not individual, but unmechanized uh, agriculture to mechanized agriculture, um, and the sort of death of the countryside because of because yeah. of that. Yeah, it did yeah. seem more like an um, industrial revolution type of thing to me. Yeah, yeah. and, and then sort of fit in death, with the mall stuff. <laughs> yeah, death. I mean, obviously, death has always been portrayed as the Grim Reaper. He's yeah. taking the harvest of souls, and as you know, as death in the Discworld is portrayed as, and then. This new death coming in, they he, he even makes makes it like you know he's visually confusing the two. They they are one and the same. It's a it's this it's this idea of a sort yeah. of old way going away and something scary and impersonal and mm-hmm. uh, inexorable. Yeah, coming on. But I don't know because it's like as you said, it's like that classic metaphor of you know the old individual work has been you know uh, human work has been replaced by machines etc which in general can be like very uh, romanticized or like traditionalist conservative leaning stuff Mm. as an image but i think it works in this case because because it's about dying like i i I get the point of like Mm. how dying should be something that is like a personal act i guess it is yeah. definitely a small it is definitely a small c conservative thing uh sort of the yearning for the ye old yeah. days of agriculture mm. Mm. but then equally mechanization for a lot of people did actually spell worse living conditions you 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 were much less healthy living living in the country yeah. in the city than you were in the countryside and people were pushed there yeah, well, I mean... The advent of, of threshing machines and, and combine harvesters and the like. Well, I think that's why the, the combine harvester doesn't just represent, like, 
the industrial you're, revolution, you're right. but it is like in a wider sense capitalist death, like people mm. dying to fuel the machine basically. And and mm. you know, it's a sort of reduces people to a group rather than individuals. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. No, that makes yeah. sense. As a metaphor, it's, I think it's good. It, you know, he has all the the minor characters of the of the the Reaper Men alongside alongside Bill Door. Mm. You know, it's a whole team of people, and they're all sort of cheerful old cheerful old blokes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just Ned Seminole replacing them all with one machine, and mm-hmm. you know, no longer any humanity. Yeah, and he couldn't even have done the one thing that Bill asked him to do. Yeah. <laughs> That was so mad. Cancel. <laughs> <laughs> Elon Musk. Like, I knew it was going to happen, <laughs> but it, it's the, you know, yeah. that she's like, eh, I'm just going to give him back his far thing tomorrow. It's because he's a craftsman and he can't destroy something that's, like, mm-hmm. good. But, yeah. Could you yeah, destroy um, something that was infinitely sharp? Yes. It'd be very cool. <laughs> I've read The Subtle Knife. Um... <laughs> Yeah, well, because there's there's the final bit in the last chapter section where Death watches the wheat and he's like, well, it was only a metaphor. People were more than corn. They (laughs) were through tiny crowded lives driven literally by clockwork, filling their days from edge to edge with the sheer effort of living. And all lives were exactly the same length, even the very long and very short ones from the point of view (laughs) of eternity and whatever. And then um, mm. it says, Bill Dorr says, from the point of view of the owner, longer ones are better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's the that's the character development of death, like, in, yeah. in this yeah, book. Yeah, exactly. That, that is so good. Like, the, the reason why I think this book is so uh, important to so many people. And I think, I think yeah, his, his character development, or, or honestly, like, the reason why death is always going to be, like, at the top of any what's your favorite discord character ranking like if you ask mm. a ton of people death is gonna mm. be in the top three if not the number one not me it's nigel chidder and that <laughs> parrot from eric <laughs> didn't get the name well, you left eric, eric out favorite. he's the best character yeah. yeah he's number four but yeah what was i gonna get at oh yeah the the thing about how like in mort he was very much like uh this is this is the duty and it needs to be done and every life needs to end. And at this point, he like once he actually goes through the experience of being Bildor, he's like, mm, maybe life does have a value. Yeah, <laughs> I think at its heart, what it's trying to do is negotiate the sort of negotiate a, like a meaning and a positive, a positive outlook on the the knowledge that like life is finite. We die and we disappear, mm. and we all yeah. will. Yeah, and without real without any like intrinsic meaning in that and then trying to say yes this is true like nothing has any intrinsic meaning it, they everyone everyone will die uh and you will you will probably die unexpectedly and it, it for for little reason but but it still has a purpose it still has a meaning and life has a value because it matters to the person who holds it and the people that your life has that that life has an impact on Mm. yeah there's a bit where it talks about you know that that sort of thing of like people don't die until the effect that they have on the world and the Mm. ripples they've put out sort of stop having an effect so it's like oh the clock that you wound or the food that you made before or that you brewed 
because mm. it's yeah. talking about Wendell Poon's um, setting up Led Miller and um, Lupine um, <laughs> as like the final the final effect of his life. But the relationships yeah. you wingman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, Lupin, I'm gonna get you late. But I just yeah, I thought it was very nice. It's a really lovely sentiment. I mean my that's that's basically I I personally is how you know I get through the day, you know. Thinking about like, oh, this is all finite, whatever. But it's about what matters now and the people you know and how you impact the lives of people around you. And I think that's the, well, one of the best philosophies to have about it. And I think this book put it really neatly and and yeah, it's yeah. very yeah. sweet. Guys, and also, Windle Poons another... is a very funny name. <laughs> Windle Poons. <laughs> He's Wendell Poons. He's a funny uh, carry-on mm. character from the moving pictures. Do we remember? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what I can remark on that. <laughs> it's so weird. He, go, he goes from like, all right, this nice, nice, uh, yeah, nice yeah. knockers there, whoa, <laughs> to, to a, a, a sensitive and like multi-layered, multi-layered <laughs> character. It's, it's, it's good. Yeah, all you needed to do was die in yeah. order to do so. <laughs> He does say He's it. He's like, the all end, these yeah. years I spent doing nothing. <laughs> but I do like the, because I mentioned the, the line before where he's like, well, I discovered who I, I really got to know who Wendell Poons is. And when he's like, who is he? He's like, Wendell Poons. I, I think there's something profound to that because mm. I keep wondering, like not to get philosophical on this podcast, but <laughs> I, I, the, like one of the like undecided questions of life to me is like whether there is like some core to you like of of who you are like all the essential or, or if it's just like influences all the time and if you just react to things so i don't know if there's like a like an essence to yourself and i, I feel like from day to day i feel you know there's gonna be days where i'm just like vibing <laughs> yeah uh, and i don't I don't really feel like I'm someone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, um, like what is a sense of self? <laughs> it's like what when, is the self? Whenever I do mm. one of those quizzes, it's there like, are you an introvert or an extrovert? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm a person. I'm <laughs> <laughs> That's the right answer, though, Lucy. <laughs> it depends. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe in the essential self. Um, then I'm like, do I just? Do I just not believe in the essential self because I think of myself as someone who wouldn't believe in the essential yeah. self? And Ooh, then I get damn. confused. <laughs> That's a typical INTG. <laughs> You're such a Hufflepuff. Personality. I'm an ENFP, get it right. I'm often like that, that um, I'm, I'm like, oh no, I don't believe in whatever. Like, you know, when you sent me your zine. <laughs> And it was uh-huh. there was a ton of stuff about like authenticity, and that's like to me, it has always been a thing. Like, oh, I don't believe in authenticity. It's all because I've read like three postmodernist or like post-structuralist <laughs> yeah, texts. Exactly. So I'm like, oh no, authenticity. Authenticity is just made up. It's just a. It's just a discourse, you know. But then I'm also like, do I just do I just believe there is no such there is no authentic self because I want to like shield myself from from something. 
I haven't read anything, and I'm just very tired all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and that's your essential soul. I mean, I I believe like I don't like I I have a thing. I don't believe in authenticity really. Um, but then I believe it. I do believe in like a sincerity, yeah. which I think is different, but like could be seen as being similar. And I, I don't know how to describe the difference, but I sort of feel like I intrinsically understand the difference, mm. if you know what I, I think, mean. Yeah, sincerity. Sincerity maybe is is like an intention, an intentionality to sincerity, yeah. rather. And authenticity is seeing like an intrinsic nature of something. Mm. Yes. If, yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah. I yeah. think we might be getting close to discovering <laughs> some truths here on this here podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Philosophy. Cl- I read a book about it when I was thirteen. You see, the, the, the listeners don't realise because of our normal conversations, but we're very smart. We <laughs> our brains are incredibly smart people. I have a whole degree. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I wrote my I wrote my undergrad dissertation on like museum authenticity and how it's bollocks. I did um, no undergrad dissertation, but that's only because I'm so big brained that I was like, I wouldn't be able to do a very good one. And you know what? I was right. <laughs> You, you I'm the made the right choice. I I did do a, a dissertation, and it was the worst mark of my entire degree. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine was mine was great, but the point was that you know there's like um, this whole idea of like authenticity. I don't know, I'm not going to get into it because I just I, I go mad when I think about like paintings because you know we yeah. only we only think of paintings as being authentic or inauthentic because we base like the worth of paintings on their painter and the originality of the painting whereas before like before paintings were sold for money or whatever no one gives a shit who painted a thing if Mm. it's a good painting (laughs) Mm. no but Um, it's also like in like media studies stuff there's also always gonna be uh or like in any art discussion it's always gonna be the question oh does like for example there's there's not to talk about like people being on their damn phones too much, but <laughs> oh yeah, there's gonna be like stuff like you know YouTube stuff where it's deliberately you know they deliberately leave in uh, parts where they flub their lines to create a new sort of oh this is authentic because I fucked up here. Mm-hmm. There's all there's all there's all that sort of stuff, and I, I don't believe there's any like authenticity in. I guess art or content or whatever you want to call it, or it's just not important because it's always gonna yeah. be constructed in some sort of way. But I, I do wonder in the in the Windelpoon sense here, <laughs> if yeah. if there is like a like an authentic yourself, or if it's just gonna be like I don't know the way you present yourself in different situations. Like I don't know if it's just all performative. Yeah, yeah, I I don't know. God. Tackling some big it, questions today. <laughs> I'm not sure it, we're going to come up with even, a definitive answer, but... Is it even know. a useful question to ask? I mean, for, personally, for, for me, I don't know. I've never worried too much about it. Yeah, I don't think it is. <laughs> but I know, I know that I, I, do, I definitely act very differently around different groups of friends. I, that's like oh, yeah, I know perfectly sure. well. But like, I also don't really care. <laughs> but but then, do you do you also find that you prefer interacting with in in certain ways with certain groups of friends? Because I know I mm. do. Like I, mm, that, you is know. Tr- that is true. Yes, yes, definitely. Yeah. Whether that's um, a more authentic but, me or it's just closer friends, the, yeah. you that's enjoying it more. 
I mean, but that's not tackling the the sort of uh, like is there an authentic self? Mm. Um, that's tackling like your personality, which yeah. doesn't. You, everyone has a personality, whether you believe in the authentic <laughs> self or not. Yeah, uh, do I? <laughs> <laughs> I? I'm not even sure but about like, that. Yeah. Well, you you have a you you, you are like but yeah. like I mean in the very loosest terms, yeah. as in like your yeah, personality like, is the way you interact with everyone all the time. Yeah, the way you uh, react to things and the way you interact with things and the things that you decide to do, mm. rather than it is rather that it's a thing. I always see it as um I I <laughs> my personal philosophies tend to see things as active rather than passive as being meaningful. So you don't passively, you're not passively something. So you're not passively uh, this person, but you actively do something. You actively do this or you actively do this. You perform this or you do this. Yeah. Mm. You're not like innately a thing. You, this is, yeah. <laughs> no, I would agree. I would agree. That's how I see it. We're all innately pieces of meat. Yeah, we're just chilling, bro. I'm vibing. <laughs> I'm innately sexy, but like the way I present myself, not so much. Yeah, my, my, my identity... inner soul, my Platonic form, is a fucking ripped hunk of a man <laughs> who is a mega Chad and dating all the supermodels. Or I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, George, you got to keep going with it. You can't just pull out of the improv halfway through. Yeah, this is why you got kicked out of improv school. Because you yeah. keep doing I never, I never got let in. You, know. <laughs> you failed like the improv audition. school. You don't, you don't know what it was like growing up growing up around my way and near the improv minds. Okay, we're not both. doing this again. No, but that's not true. improv if you've already done it. <laughs> I think true praxis is being accepted into improv school and then quitting. Uh huh. Yes, exactly. You're like I don't want to okay. learn. Yeah, that's cheating. Oh, but so are you saying that people with the with the improv privilege uh, to, to get accepted to that? <laughs> yes. Then they're the only ones who can actually do praxis. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> um, I think my essential self is just a toad <laughs> at the buck of at the bottom of a pond that's just like trying to eat some bugs, and that's how I feel uh-huh. most see, I, of the time. I think I should actively not be allowed to read any theory because um, <laughs> because I think I've become an insufferable person. <laughs> Why read theory I mean, when the you can just theory. read posts? Yeah. yeah, I'm simply vibing as the the proletariat, probably. Uh, listening. Uh, get back to you us. Ab- George, you, you absolutely <laughs> count as the proletariat. We said earlier that neither of us have ever earned enough to pay income tax. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is true. None of us have. <laughs> This is the podcast of got, the people. Still got that British class system ingrained, like written on my brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Britain says if you have an RP accent, that means you're you're not uh, a proletariat because if you can if you can talk like this and, and be very eloquent and yeah. decisive and show good leadership skills, you can get That's anywhere me. in life. I, I can do this, therefore I am middle class. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> that's how class works yep that is how class works um anyway, anyway. Um, listeners you get you get back to us on the twitter and tell us what you believe about the essential Please. self <laughs> i feel so insufferable now that i uh, i brought up this topic because no, no i think it's the, no it was interesting yeah this isn't bringing up a topic the book is i guess the book about is about this it. yeah we're but, actually doing good analysis. But at the same time, I'm also like, anytime I try to talk about this kind of stuff, I'm always like, wait, I'm not, I'm not actually expressing what I actually believe. But I, I don't know how to actually express what I actually believe. So I, I think every time I try to like 
wrap my thoughts around these topics it always feels in incomplete i guess <laughs> which is no, why window poons when he got asked who are you actually or or who the self is that he discovered after dying he could only answer window poons because it's just mm. you just can't really put it into words what what you actually discover yeah, yeah. Do you too, Janusz, also secretly long for ego death and the melting of all minds into one? I do. Because I kind of do. <laughs> I I would death love. To the if, not sure. Not sure it'd be great, but like I don't know I if, know, if that resulted it. in me not having to pay uh, rent and health insurance <laughs> and not having to graduate, then then I would be all for it. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> But I wouldn't be able to post as well, so that would be really <laughs> sad. <laughs> you could just do what they did in the 16th century and do pamphlets. And then just yeah. distribute yeah. them locally. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was saying, like, when I when I struggle to put a thought into words, I just make a zine about it. And then I still don't think I've expressed what I meant to express. But I've gotten, like, yeah. a little bit closer. <laughs> just writing zines, zines in the 1600s, like... <laughs> 100 of the worst witches around your area. <laughs> <laughs> Ye ugliest witches in the whole of Dorfitshire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I have to express myself, I can go on podcasts and I'm it's gonna I'm gonna leave it to the listeners to find the bits that are like uh, drenched in five layers of irony <laughs> and the ones that are actually Podcasting my sincere is thoughts. Listeners have to decide for themselves when Janos is sincere yeah. posting. Was I sincere yeah. about not having nutted for the past 15 days? You will never know. <laughs> <laughs> but you can ask on our Twitter. Or join our Discord. <laughs> Link in the description. <laughs> We're pe- peeling the onion of our irony. <laughs> There's so many layers. Leftist podcasters. Leftist podcasters are like are like uh, aniseed balls. You know they're sweets, and it's just like a layer upon a layer of sugar mm-hmm. until you get to this tiny shriveled black seed in the middle. And that's that's just the podcaster yeah. crying inside. George, I like I've that never we have... eaten one of those sweets. The, where are you from? The fucking 1800s. <laughs> you never had an aniseed ball. They're disgusting. I do like that we have one joke and we keep milking it until it's completely dry. <laughs> just like wanking am i right boys uh-huh. <laughs> thank you george that's, i didn't make a cum joke last week so that's the cum joke yeah i was trying to get some, there but i Discord. i didn't know how to put it in the in the most like satisfying terms like look we're, in the we're way always it, trying uh, to get there and put it in satisfying yeah. terms but we're always trying to get really satisfaction hard. out of the action <laughs> Yeah. Mm. <laughs> really Listen. rock hard. Listen, you, <laughs> you better not be reacting to this. Okay. <laughs> um. Are we just doing the Dilbert cartoonist sex hypnotherapy for a podcast? Okay. Um, so, moles are evil. Moles are... Remember the last time you were in a shopping mall? Because I don't... <laughs> I do no. because I went to the one in Bristol recent, not like mm-hmm. recently ish. You went to Cribs Causeway. I went to Cribs Causeway, baby. Hey, yeah. we, we love, love Cribs. Cribs Causeway. 
Um, I saw the big fountain in the middle. Great times. Mm-hmm. Chlorine smell. The chlorine smell. The children running around. The one-way mm-hmm. system in the mall. There's a big Tesla store. Oh. How do they get the cars mm. in there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I always wonder. They're not real cars. They're cardboard. <laughs> Just popping down to the Tesla store to buy a Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mate, do you want some Teslas while I'm down at the Tesla store? It's fucked up that Elon took time to go there personally and deliver his Teslas. <laughs> That he built with his own hands. <laughs> yeah. He did. He makes all of them. them himself. Yeah. He's a smart um, guy, that Elon Musk. I want to be like him. He's so smart, yeah. but he's also epic and funny. What do you think yeah. Elon's essential self is? <laughs> I don't think he has one. I, I think it's, it's a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, mean, think I think actually... his essential self is that photo with Julian Maxwell. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> or it's that photo of him looking kind of evil, smoking that giant mm-hmm. weed cigar. Um, I I think Elon's pretty clear about what his essential self is, to be honest. He's a I think he's just that made of wafer. I think you just peel away the wafer and there's nothing inside apart from a wafer. He's just a wafer man. Mm. It's this irritating poster, like not, not, like not even a good poster. Yeah, he... Yeah. But I kind of admire how he, uh, how his sense of humor is always like five to <laughs> ten years behind <laughs> the current state. It's bold. He he just discovered nine gag. Yeah, because <laughs> like it's not even like it's not even like annoying boomer humor. It's like beyond that. It's like two thousand and five yeah. like weed joke humor. Just posting, yeah, it's po- posting like the socially awkward penguin. That <laughs> 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 feel when you send a rocket to Mars. That that feel when XC to what's that kid called? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Won't stop crying. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that feel when that feel when my can... bitch wife Grimes won't do everything for our child oh my god yeah I, I was gonna say something about Steve like feminazis but I remembered that we already did that bit so yeah we, we're just <laughs> milking our milking our joke that feel when gender neutral bathrooms ugh uh-huh. I hate when uh, my bathrooms are gender neutral yeah I give all, all my toilets either have a pink bow <laughs> Oh, they're wearing a football shirt. <laughs> so you know what gender they are. Th- that mm-hmm. feel when your religion is the flying spaghetti monster, am I right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I lit all of my toilets on fire whilst doing a gender reveal party for them. And now I can't <laughs> pee anywhere. <laughs> Look, the only reason I, I feel any angst about Norwegian... Not Norwegian. Uh, gender neutral bathrooms <laughs> is because... Loads of Norwegian women watch me pee in one. <laughs> Norwegian okay. They were just okay. queued up and like just just watching all the dudes <laughs> pee, and I was like, I don't like this at all. I do think we should start so calling them Norwegian bathrooms us- from now on. Norwegian bathrooms. <laughs> give give me a cubicle. I don't give a shit. Just go you in can a like- cubicle. That's what if all the women pee- were queuing for. I if you like, pee in a male-coated toilet, isn't that kind of gay? Dude, other, another dude has, has pissed in the same urinal. Yeah, that's you kind of, that's kind of yeah. gay. It's pretty, it's pretty sus. Honestly, it's kind of, it, fellas, isn't it gay to piss in a urinal? I mean, you're like touching a man's dick. 
<laughs> your dick you is in the same place own. another man's dick was like five if, minutes ago. Yeah. If you look at your own dick, isn't that kind of gay? Yeah. Ooh. Temporally gay. Mm. <laughs> it's been a temporal flux. Uh, yeah. Schrodinger's like, homosexuality. But, you're essentially docking. See, we're, if you we're, we're all having fun here. We love to have fun, famously. <laughs> but then I remember those people who are like unironically, oh, you need to sit on your hand so you don't feel it when you crank it. That's really funny, though. I thought that was just <laughs> to make it feel better rather than to be not gay. <laughs> I just means you can't use your hand properly. I was going to say, wouldn't you lose, like, pressure and, I don't know, <laughs> yeah. control? Grip. Your, your tightly <laughs> precision control that you've trained over years. I to, think the uh, goal is supposed at. to be that it feels like you're getting a hand job from someone. From someone else. Yeah, that's but what like, I thought, yeah. Someone who has no feeling in their hands. <laughs> you're, you're taking a handicap in order to... <laughs> a handicap? Pretty woke. Yeah. Because, like... Getting a handicapped handy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, malls. What do we think about Terry is saying about shopping I have malls no in idea, this one? I'd say mal, but okay. Um, I, I think... always used to say that as well, but then people shouted at me for saying mall. Mal. It's mal. Um, mal. I just say shopping centre. I'm not going to lie. Me too. Yeah. We're not American. <laughs> um... I think that they're. I think he thinks that they're capitalists, and I think he says a bit that that's bad. <laughs> but yeah, his... but also that they're the heart of cities. Y- yeah, I guess. But they also suck the life out of the city and leave it like a husk. Yeah, he's saying it's which a is what happened to Cardiff. So he he knew. But I don't know. I don't <laughs> know if this can be. Sense, yeah. I don't know if this works as a critique of capitalism. To be honest, because it's like. It's not a, system- a systemic thing. It's just the, the building of the mall itself and the shopping carts and the escalators are evil. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's complaint annoying. about the, the uh, uh, symptom of our particular history and, and like economic yeah. and social history that, that has happened. Mm. Which is yeah. capitalistic. But like, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's making a systemic critique here. He's just like, these things suck, which is not wrong about. <laughs> but it feels more like, it feels less like he's critiquing capitalism and more like he had, he, before writing this chunk of the book, he had like a really bad experience at the shopping mall. He had to stand in line for too long and uh, <laughs> the, the person who was standing in queue in front of him got into an argument with the... Uh, with the what's it called the person who works at the mall uh, the shopping mall guy the shopping mall. see i have not been in a shopping mall for so long i don't remember how it works the the squeaky voice teen from the Sim- yeah. simpsons yeah not that Yana yeah. should know i i do think he is cuz he do, he does talk about it being like a parasite which i think is less like this is annoying and more that this is destructive. Mm. Yeah. And and I think in the nineties when this was written there was like a big move towards like it's um, the Mao boom. Yeah. Mm. The sort of shopping big shopping centre in inside city sort of thing where it was like it does shut down a bunch of like local shops mm-hmm. and it does sort of and kill it, and local business. Sort of a Which, you know, that's not exactly against capitalism, more just like late stage capitalism. Yeah. And it's I don't know, I'm not saying this is in predicting the two thousand and eight crash, but the big like mal boom <laughs> they they built all these giant mouths um everywhere and then suddenly no one had any money 
Um, and then mm. now there's all these abandoned mouths, and yeah, um, it did suck the life out of towns, and it did, you know, increase unemployment massively. And it's all chain yeah, shops yeah. that already source all their products from sweatshops. So yeah, you have those creepy ones like the Capital Center in Cardiff. There's one in like a yeah. bunch of towns where it's like a really the galleries weird, in Bristol, like empty. It's got a, sp- a spudgy like. <laughs> And yeah, uh, cheap like accessory store. The St. David yeah. Centre is really weird. There's like Rolex shops in Cardiff. Like, well, I it's it's I, I it's the centre. It. It's like meant to be like the high high end ish area. I think there's a Vivienne Westwood shop. I've never seen that anywhere but London. It's just <laughs> and then it's a and then like two hundred like two hundred yeah, but like two but Cardiff's not like that as a city. There's like wealthy areas, but it's not like any. There's no, there's no like mansion roads kind of thing. No, it's not massively mm. cosmopolitan. <laughs> it's no, Wales. It, and, yeah, and then like you go behind the St. David Centre and it's where they hand out hot food to the homeless population. Yeah, yeah, it's almost too on the nose. <laughs> yeah, it's really fucked up. There, you know, you there's go down literally Queen a soup Street, kitchen behind. Yeah. You go down mm. Queen Street, like half the time, like there, there's always loads of homeless people there. I'm not complaining about them being there at all. They have every right to be there in their tents and everything uh, until people try and move them on and you get Tories like, oh, chuck them in prison. Um, you get, uh, quite often you have people suffering mental health crises and then you've got, you can walk right into the shopping centre and they're selling watches for 5k, which uh, no one's ever in the shop. Like, there's no one yeah. ever in the Rolex shop. Like, I've never seen anyone in there. There's, like, occasionally, like, one guy in a suit who's, like, walking around with his girlfriend, like, it's a nice suit, isn't it, darling? <laughs> and then, you know, and then you walk out and there's, like, poor, like, ni- like Ninja playing the bins and you're like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. I hope Ninja's doing okay. I think about him occasionally. Yeah, I hope he's all right. The streamer? No, he's no. this guy. He's a Cardiff, Cardiff guy. Okay. You know, you get like sort of um, characters. local characters. Local characters. He plays the bins like drums. Mm. Or there's that guy who used to walk through the mall or sit down and would sing opera. Yeah. Mm. Or Happy Days guy. Happy Days. Mm. <laughs> or the guy, who used to, the guy who used to stand outside my pub on Saturdays and sing, is this the way to Amarillo for six hours? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We used to have those, like those people who are like reliably always on the town square. Uh, it was like one guy who was like singing very badly with an acoustic guitar constantly. Mm. Uh, I have no idea how those people are doing right now. Now that you're not allowed to like be outside and sing. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm thinking about the guy who has like a crystal ball and does like tricks with it. Oh, yeah. the Fushigi guy. Oh. Yeah. yeah, and then there's always someone singing Hallelujah like twenty meters away. To... Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there was one like there's a ton of like the homeless Hungarians for some reason here. Uh, like you'd you'd not know how uh, how many Hungarians live in Erlangen specifically, but like mm. every time you see like homeless uh, talk among each other, they're gonna. Uh, they're gonna talk in Hungarian, which I guess is because the Hungarian social system is bad, so they're gonna come here and hope it's better, but it's not. Mm. So, mm-hmm. mm. fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. You ever like 
Anyway, we're anti-capitalist on this podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah, it sucks. So Just give no, matter, no matter what Terry is saying, we know the truth. Yeah. I mean, I was talking like the other night about... I was just having like a political discussion with my family, which is always a bad move. But my dad was like, oh, yeah, imagine like, you know, that's the thing you get with all these socialist communist countries where the state just does the bare minimum and doesn't care about you. And I was like, oh, yeah, unlike now. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> what are you talking about? dude? <laughs> what we have now is is definitely the state caring about us. <laughs> Yeah, there's not like more than the unprecedented minimum. levels of poverty in the country and like starvation. <laughs> not to insult your dad because I have met him and he he seems nah, very it's nice. fine. You can, but but <laughs> that is the if someone posted that on Twitter, they would get like a million of those 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 memes where it's like uh, Wojak and his brain has become a helicopter and he's flying around. Uh-huh. <laughs> they would I get a million of those replies. Yeah. It would not be un- undeserved. <laughs> No, I would agree. You see, this is why Twitter is important. <laughs> yeah, honestly, as much as I hate Twitter, it's very funny to see, like, the guy from, uh, fucking, the guy who said the funny Obama line in Get Out and who was also in the West Wing, uh, post and Photoshop, post a, a very bad Photoshop of the Parasite poster where, like, or not even a poster, like, that scene in Parasite where the rich people are, uh, fingering each other on the couch while the poor family is lying underneath and they photoshop like this the, the guy from the west wing photoshopped that to be uh joe and jill biden on the couch and <laughs> donald and melania under the couch no very what's the message there I haven't seen Parasite yet, but like I'm pretty sure that's not what I was trying it's to say. It's definitely not what it was trying to say. It, yeah, I, maybe it was though. You were not. Like... You were not supposed to feel epic about the rich people in that scene specifically. No. Well, this is like the other day when, or today actually, when John Legend was arguing with someone on Twitter because they were like, "You should donate oh. to a food bank that's near you and like local stuff instead of the Democrats." And mm-hmm. John Legend was like, actually, no, because of X, Y, Z. And then this conversation kept going on and he was just there like, ha, you quoted my net worth, like you think it means anything. And people just like, take that screenshot of Chrissy Teigen's, phew, Parasite was so fucking good at him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your net worth, John. I'm sorry, we, I think it's an incorrect figure, but I don't think it's that far off. <laughs> that's, that's the most, like, yeah, like that... If you haven't, if you don't listen to ten k posts pod, um, the most one of the most recent episodes was was like a part of it was about Chrissy Teigen mm-hmm. uh, being like talking about how good Parasite was and then forcing her her like nurse to dress up, yeah, dress up as a plague doctor. I saw. <laughs> I <don't know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and everyone got really mad about it. She was Ooh. like, "No, she wanted to do it." And it's like, well, then why did you say I made my nurse dress up like a plague doctor? Why'd you say made? <laughs> I made uh, this person do a thing. This makes me feel good. <laughs> Boris Johnson is isolating because he came in contact with another person okay. who has positive yes. for a coronavirus. Sorry. Just <laughs> good stuff. A week. This is time is really interesting. Okay, Reaper Man. Do we have more to say <laughs> about Reaper Man, the book that we read? I don't know. I, I already milked out all my sincere juice. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, my my. Okay, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> my balls are dry. I was gonna say teats, but it felt a bit. Oh too no. <laughs> my my sincerity teats. <laughs> oh no, they're dry I'm and chapped. chapped. <laughs> <laughs> my big oh, natural sincerity. That's the synergy sincerity that look. makes us great, Lucy. Um, yeah. <laughs> funny funny jokes about uh, the wizards doing fun fighting stuff the dean says bonsai a lot um and they're all like good, Japanese good jokes language. funny <laughs> yeah they're like where's that what are you talking about um good jokes when death goes to get the diamond from the secret temple uh-huh. um and they are they're temporarily really concerned that it's mrs cake who's come <laughs> to get the diamond <laughs> that was such a good scene i love that one. yeah I, I love the like like, how they're like just switching up who gets to be a high priest. <laughs> yeah. It's pure Pratchett. That that scene is like is Terry Pratchett condensed into like one extremely one scene. yeah. I wish mm-hmm. I was a high priest. Oh my god. I yeah, I, I literally thought, oh my god, what an ideal life. <laughs> to just be high, high or low priest of a temple of a god nobody knows where where the temple even is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they're simply no one would ever talk to you. Yeah. They're simply high. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, they get to take Sounds bets good. on like Indiana Jones getting crushed by horrible traps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a good joke. I like yeah. that a lot. They were like, "Oh, the rolling ball didn't get him this time." <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Just great. <laughs> Just good jokes. Good, good jokes. Good jokes all around. Um, I like the. The dean's continued like the, how he continues to get lost in LARPing as like being part of a cool action film that always saying yo. He wants to be Rambo, yeah. I think. Yeah, he does want to be Rambo. Yeah. Mm. Um, and there's a great where well, they're just having like a a really dumb conversation about various stuff, and Lud Miller is like, "Is this wizard? Is this wizard talk then?" <laughs> <laughs> And Ridley's like, yeah. <laughs> also, a great joke where they um they're uh, packing up the the frozen wizards into the shopping trolley, and they put the bursar on the bottom, and then they put the dean on top of him because you always put the fragile thing uh-huh. on the bottom. <laughs> I'm so excited for like future wizards books where where we see the bursar just decline even more. Uh, mm. He's like, uh, this is like my favorite type of Terry Pratchett character, or like one of my favorites is uh, someone who you should objectively feel bad for if it weren't so over the top or like so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like if if the person were a real person, person, I would be really concerned for him. But like the way everyone yeah. just like, oh, he's this, this guy is just gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just completely, completely lost it. Um, he's he's snapped because he's sort of coherent at the beginning of this book, and he never will be mm-hmm. again. No, he only gets um, more and more disconnected. Oh, good! I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dried um, frog pills incoming. <laughs> yeah, more stuff about like uh, the vampires who we met last mm-hmm. time. Oh, who, really, they have really like class good. anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I love the vampires in this book so much. <laughs> I am I am Countess Nosferatu though. 
if my husband was to inherit a vampire title, I would immediately be like, oh, oh, I want to suck your blood, you know? Like, you've got to get into yeah. it. Otherwise, what mm-hmm. can you do? Tom yeah. would be a really bad vampire, though. He's far too nice. Yeah. He's too hairy. He's, he's more of a... <laughs> he's too hairy. As I say, he's more of like a um, uh, Gomez Adams character, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it would be very exciting for like I'm sure also for you personally in your personal life but especially for the content we we would be able to put out if Tom became a vampire <laughs> yeah that would be pretty good content I think yeah I would do daily vlogs <laughs> yeah would he show up in the camera or would would he be invisible that was a good question well it depends because the reason the vampire okay this isn't true obviously <laughs> Is it a mirrorless? Is it a mirrorless camera? Well, yeah, it's because like the whole silver thing. So mirrors used to be silver, so vampires didn't oh. show up in them. But now mirrors are all aluminium. So and and cameras don't use silver anymore to develop the photos. So in theory, I mean, again, none of that's trying? real because <laughs> it's no. not real. I mean, you seem very knowledgeable yeah. for someone claiming that vampires I... aren't real. I'm just saying that that's good vampire law. I, look, the jury is still out on whether vampires are real or not. I yeah, I don't yeah, no think look. Look, we sometimes say controversial things on this podcast or like commit yeah. to you know one end of the political spectrum, but <laughs> I think we need to we really need to look at things from both sides and not not take so many stances on controversial topics such as are vampires real or not. So I think <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lucy saying vampires are not real is just her opinion. I think you know, don't don't cancel us for that. Yeah, don't don't unsubscribe because Lucy said vampires aren't real. Unsubscribe because we talked about <laughs> how to jack off with your hands numb for about ten minutes. <laughs> Look, if you have made great experiences with that, by all means, write us in. <laughs> Drop Send us a line. Um, <laughs> Tell us That's how to do it properly and we might try hand. it out and tell you about <laughs> okay. the experience. Um, I'm really excited for the next few books that we've got coming up. Cause yeah, it's what's just... next? Oh, Witches Abroad is next. Ooh. Oh, In foreign yes. parts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, foreign but not parts. like that. <laughs> luckily. Foreign parts. Yeah, luckily it's like oh, Europe, get, I think. We get sexy Grebo. <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh-huh. We got Witches Abroad, then it's Small Gods, yeah. then it's Lords and Ladies. Ooh. It's just... Yeah, well, oh, after Small Gods, it's going to be... Small Gods a lot. Yeah. Yeah, if you don't like Small Gods, I'm going to... My brain's going <laughs> to get kicked, kicked off the pod. pod. Yeah. You're not, because after Small yeah. Gods, the watch is going to be on. So we're going to have to oh, yeah. watch that for eight weeks. Oh my god, I can't believe we'll be coming Small Gods into yeah. the watch. We, we, we're also going to have to read uh, <laughs> Name of the Wind, so... Oh Lads. no. Fellas. Who mm-hmm. who who watches the watch? We do. I, I think I we do. Will. Yeah, we will. Yeah, we're not we watching must. it currently because it's not out yet. Stupid. <laughs> it's not how it works. <laughs> Janos, Janos, I'm, I'm gonna come all the way to the Netherlands or wherever it is you live <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> You're coming all the way there, wow. You, you wow, Holland, like you a, Holland bastards with your, with your orange cheese, <laughs> your clogs. I'm going to beat you senseless with my English fist. 
favourite international collection. Two English people, oh. a Welsh, a Welshman, and uh, some European. We don't know. I don't know Europe. We don't know where from Russia. It's like we get we get to say you're from Europe. Americans don't. America's a, America, look, look Americans. It's, it's not just a continent. It's many countries. Yeah. But, <laughs> Please, but Americans, you're if you're listening, and I know you are. <laughs> yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Not yeah. If you sit in your hands, then that's a really good way of doing it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Oh gosh, shit. I was gonna say. Oh yeah. We um we did talk in our bonus episodes this week about how um our art gets better the more we hate each other. (laughs) So this is good. The more hostile energy we sort of manage to build up, the better the content. So you know, we already got the listeners hooked on our on our wholesome uh, positive soft boy chemistry that we had so far <laughs> but now yeah now the real watch is the watch begins yeah well now, welcome now to the mental that. health scene. this is the dark souls <laughs> of podcasts this is it's like an aig sort of type experience where um you think it's just about Terry yeah. Pratchett, but actually we keep giving you hints that something terrible is happening behind the scenes and like you follow the story uh, as it goes yeah. by. You guys keep making I, me do emotional labor by being on this podcast. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I know that. <laughs> I, I'm doing that on purpose. It, so. yeah. <laughs> I demand emotional labor from my friends at all times um, to prove their love to me. Um <laughs> So, do we have any closing uh, thoughts Man. on Reaper Man? I mean, we covered a lot over the last three. We've we've talked about the book quite a lot over yeah. the last three weeks, more than normal, maybe. Yeah, it's mm. good. That's what I have to say about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm really emotional about death taking uh, Mrs. Um, Renata. I can't remember her name. <laughs> Her surname, but mm-hmm. her, him Miss Ruth, yeah, yeah, taking her out on a date and then taking her back to her fiance. Oh, it was such a nice scene, yeah. And, I, um, mm. yeah, and I cried. This book made me cry. I think the dance part was really good. Like, yeah, uh, it you know it was just described, yeah. but I always, you know, I'm a sucker for a good dance scene where it has mm-hmm. like dramatic weight, you know. And I yeah. could I could really picture this in my uh, mind palace while I was while I was reading it. Uh, I think yeah. it's very evocative. Yeah. Of course, his leaning, you know, the tango with death or the don la danse macabre isn't um, <laughs> isn't a new concept. His riffing on known uh, archetypes, but after you know what both death and uh, Renata have been through in this book I think it was a very satisfying payoff and I think it was nice to have that moment so I I was clapping when we got to that yeah he's doing it because he wants to do something kind for her and because he cares about her as a person and he feels he has a debt for how she helped him and because she did save him she gave something from from her own time from her own time yeah and he would he would have just lost if she had yeah. done that. So he does owe her this debt, and I think he also does does want her to be happy in that last moment. And he does all that stuff with like the final big scary arbiter of time, immortal, just so that he can give her that like few hours. And I think that yeah, it's really lovely. 
Oh, Lucy, how do you like the, the, the death of rats? I love him. Yeah. I want one. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> it's like one of the... I think if you go on, like, discord.shop and mm. uh, and scroll through the merchandise, I think, like, the death of rats is gonna be, like, a very popular item. Like, there's, Might like... Might be one of the many yeah. figures that you can buy. I think so, yeah. Mm. It's, like, one of Everyone those... Everyone should keep rats. Iconic... Rats, thing, or like one of the iconography yeah. of of this world stuff. Hmm. Yeah, the classic character, and we're not even being ironic yeah. on this one. Not that we were with yeah. Nigel, of course, because he is a classic character. <laughs> but everyone should keep rats because they're beautiful little creatures. They are very, Although they very die, cute. they die very fast, and that's kind of sad. That's sad. But but isn't it, taught, it meaningful? It taught me about it taught me about death as a kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> repeatedly. I had little guinea pigs, which I think are sort of fat rats. Um, They're like rats, but assholes. I thought guinea pigs are nice. <laughs> I mean, like they're nice creatures, but like they don't they have do the kill each other. They have rats. Rats are nice. We're not going to get into an argument about guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> guinea pigs versus rats. That's like the dumbest thing we could argue about on this podcast. I like, this, I like this meme you sent that has like someone holding a rat that dressed up as death, and it's a, oh, it is from Cheeseburger. I see. So it says death <laughs> of rats. Terry Pratchett win. <laughs> I am addicted um, to this website. This is the, the, the reason why I haven't found a job and I'm so behind on academic stuff. Is that I just can't stop scrolling. I can has Cheeseburger, cheeseburger eight yeah. hours a day. As young adult fiction writer Bella Forrest who I am yes. um, <laughs> I also find that although I keep vampiric hours I also struggle to uh, look at anything besides I can has cheeseburger.com it's really the only website uh, I'm also yeah. realizing I could really use that $5,000 check from Bella Forrest for Hatswell Bella you gotta you gotta you gotta buy it off us gotta okay it, brother I think that wraps it up mm-hmm. for mm. the book. I think so. I think we did a great yeah. job, as always. Uh, I am patting you I mean, on the back for this. I'm patting I'm you on the back, too. You. Yeah. Um, patting, <laughs> slapping the ass of all my coworkers. <laughs> 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 Filing harassment the complaints. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you thought you couldn't have this sort of harassment when it's all remote, but now I'm doing mm. it. Um. They're, they're firing me from the New yeah, York. I didn't realize um, my webcam was on while we were recording. This. <laughs> yeah. All I did was jack off whilst we recorded a podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, but you're not fired for because it was would be sexual harassment. You're fired because you were lying and you said... Uh... Yeah, <laughs> you're fired for failing No Not November, so <laughs> jot that down. <laughs> <sighs> Um, okay, <laughs> let's wrap down. this baby up. Yeah, so this has been Who Watches the Watch with us as ever, your beloved friends mm-hmm. and podcast hosts. Uh, if you want more, you love can us. donate to our Patreon because we love money and we're so broke. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we just we just love it when people want to listen to our Patreon bonus stuff because we put like a lot of effort <laughs> into yeah. it. Yeah. So if you if you want to listen to that stuff, then you can can get access to all of it for only a single currency per month, or you can donate five to get your name shouted out and also special Discord name green. <laughs> you have to join the Discord for that first to get to get the also name. Also join the Discord. Yeah. 
which you can yeah. do without yeah. paying money. You can just join the Discord yeah, for free and join us. in a fun conversation. Us. It's... Tell us about the essential self. Mm. Yeah. What's your philosophy? You're probably wrong. I am. What are your 12 rules for life? I'm genuinely worried <laughs> that uh, after this episode goes up, our listeners are just gonna. They're just gonna be so much smarter than we were about this. And they can't be. It's impossible. That's also true. You sing- and, and if they are, we're just gonna, gonna go and they- beat them up. So. Yeah. <laughs> George will hit them with his English fist. <laughs> if we reach 100, 100 currency a month on Patreon, we will all get uh, Hans Holbein's uh, Dance Macabre woodcuts tattooed on our back. Oh my god. I will do that. I, yeah, I already committed that if we reach 30 patrons, uh, I will get a Discworld tattoo and maybe some of my co-hosts will join on that too. Oh, I will also get a Discworld tattoo. I want a little mm-hmm. turtle. Yes. I want a little tattoo in. Okay, I yeah. think Chaz also agreed. George, are you also? <laughs> no, I don't really like tattoos, to be honest. <laughs> Me neither, but I don't think we're going to reach 30 patrons. So. Well, that's also true, but also I'm not getting a tattoo. Fair enough. Okay, if so we reach, even, once we reach 30 patrons, Jeff. me and Chaz and Lucy and not George <laughs> will get matching Hell Discord no. tattoos. This is, this is why I was talking about getting a Discord channel, which George isn't allowed to go into <laughs> on our big Discord. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the George exclusion zone where we just mean about George. What is that? Because um, I'm you have vaguely mean in a non-serious no, way about anime. No, because, because you you either have to pay the Patreon or you have to be on the bonus episodes. <laughs> 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 I think I'm in the woods next weekend, but I will be on a don't bonus episode. I promise. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, We're not being you better yet. But we are, but I am going to make that channel. Um, okay, thanks to our five euro and above patrons. Nobody is above five euros, so. Uh, but imagine if someone were. Um, thanks. So thank you, thank you to our five euro patrons, and those people are gigantic, Larry, Bazinga, Slime Simon, <laughs> Awuga, boyfriend Ooh. of the show, Tom, aka Hank the Tank, aka hopefully a future vampire. Zooey mama. Uh, Justin Crandall. Zoinks. Huh? Milk succubus. Ooh. Fuck. Jinkies. <laughs> Enemy of the show, FMDM. Jeepers. Bloody And rise and grind memes for side hustling teens. And the singer again. Thank you to yeah. them. Thank it you is. very Thank much. Thank you for money. Thank you for money. <laughs> Thank you for money. I'm putting it in my pocket right now. Um... Money. Yeah, uh, so until next time, again, this is in Who Watches the Watch, um, brain genius podcast <laughs> for people whose minds are enormous. Uh, and until next time, uh, don't fear the reaper. Don't fear the reaper. Death is not the end. Um, <laughs> Death is not the end. to meet you. Um, uh, Nigel is my n- uncle, Egadzi face. Granny Mother Works says, fuck to so excited. Nightmares aren't real. <laughs> Nightmares unreal. As I walked out um, one day, one day I met a natured man along the way. Mm-hmm. Go beat um, up some said, nerds. Uh, as Emily Dickinson Go. said, since I could not stop nothing for death, he kindly stopped <laughs> nothing for me. His head was bald, his beard That's was grey, his clothing made of the cold earth and clay. Uh huh. And also, uh, watch some anime. Um, <laughs> so keep your. Some of it's uh, pretty good. Bye. Keep your hands bye. above the blanket. This is yeah, what I'm no, saying. Nothing. Do not I come. didn't do nothing. 
Bye. Bye. <laughs> Wait, are we giving people D- DJOI instruct? No, that's a twist. No, okay. No more. <laughs> Bye. You're allowed to masturbate, but only if you've been sitting on your hands. <laughs> Fellas, is it, is it gay if you don't sit on your hands first? listening to a good episode productions network podcast see the website for more details